the short run, a little irony on life. Check it out on today's Peace Walker podcast. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Craig Gray here, Peace Walker Podcast, episode number 87. A short run. So this episode is really about um, my experience yesterday, which I don't know, I'm a few weeks ahead now on the podcast, so it's not actually yesterday by the time you hear it, but uh, it was my yesterday, as I'm telling it now. But um, it's interesting, right? So yesterday morning, I was working out like I always do. So I go in the morning, I go to the, the academy, and I uh, lift, and I stretch, and I run. So my run typically takes me through some of the cemeteries. I intentionally run through the cemeteries, and I usually run through the trails in the local park um, out in the back woods. But uh, to get there, I've got to go through, I don't know, two or three cemeteries. And um, so I was running in the cemetery this morning, or yesterday morning, rather, and I come up over the, the entrance hill, and I see some uh, city trucks there, uh, backhoe and, and a dump truck and a pickup truck. And some of the city guys there were digging a grave. Now, being that it is a uh, cemetery, it's not that unusual for the trucks to be out and them digging a grave. But um, I often don't see the guys, I just see the equipment. But anyways, it's not something I see every day, but it's not uncommon. So I run, you know, run past them and I acknowledge them and, and I keep going along my day. Don't really think much about it. So last week, or earlier this week rather, the Sunday before before this recording, um, I get a call from a good old friend of mine who I've known since I was five that uh, his uncle that I also knew uh, passed away. And we know, or I knew that he was sick. He had cancer uh, for a couple years. Um, now he'd been fighting cancer. And I know that I knew that it wasn't really going well. So it really wasn't a great surprise that uh, he had passed away. And um, I, uh, I was invited to come to the showing, which was later yesterday. So what I did was I brought my, you know, workout clothes I had on and I brought my fancy clothes to go to the funeral or to go to the uh, service afterwards. So I did that, right? So I know I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between timelines. So hopefully you're, you're keeping up. But um, so I did that. And I go after I work out and all that, I go to the funeral services and I really didn't know what I was getting myself into, meaning I didn't know, being that he had cancer, I didn't know if he was cremated or if there was going to be an actual open casket showing. I didn't know if there was going to be a service where they were going to say something or or not. And I didn't know if, you know, it was going to be like a traditional 
funeral with a burial and so forth. So I didn't really know. Um, I didn't really think about it, to be honest with you. But I've known these folks for my whole life. I, like I said, Mark has been a friend ever since I was five. I probably spent more time over at his parents' house than my own house, especially you know, junior high, high school, and just after high school. And Roger, the Mark's uncle who had passed away, was there a lot of the time. He was just a cool dude. He was just a cool guy that um, was just, I wouldn't say he was always there, but he was there a lot. So we had a lot of time to, to spend together. He was a little bit older than us. Um, it's kind of interesting because I didn't realize how old, how much older he was than us. Uh, I thought he was maybe eight or 10 years older than us, which, you know, when you're younger, it's that's a long span or a big span. But what I had heard at the funeral is that he was actually 15 years older than us, which is a little bit, you know, even more. So, um, but he, he had a youthful, he was, he had a youthful kind of, uh, spring to a step. He was a smart guy and, uh, and he was smart. Like I said, he was an engineer. Um, I want to say he was an architect, mechanical engineer, architect, and, uh, he was always working on stuff like computers. He would always help out with computers or if they had a house project going on or uh, he liked to brew beer when he was younger, back before it was popular. So right now everybody brews beer, but he started brewing beer um, when microbreweries just started again here in Grand Rapids, which is like in the early 90s. And uh, I think he kept it up. At first, it was a little rocky <laughs> with the with the home brews, but he got pretty good at it. And he liked photography and so forth. But anyways, he was always um, often around the house at Mark's place, Mark's folks, when I was there. So we got to know each other, and he was he was a really good guy. Anyways, so I go to the funeral, and it's an open casket, and he's there. And at first, I didn't. I mean, it's not that I didn't recognize him, but it's not how I remembered him. Um, because I hadn't seen him in a few years. He was actually, his house was not too far from that cemetery that I was telling you uh, about a second ago. He lived right by there. So I would often run into him when I was um, running. Well, I shouldn't say often, but once in a while I'd run into him when I was running. I would chat for a minute and I'd go uh, along my run because he lived right, right by there. But... Um, so he looked, you know, I hadn't seen him probably since 2019, just before the pandemic. And um, he looked like he had cancer, meaning he looked uh, very thin and he looked quite a bit older than I remembered him being. But, um, but after it kind of settled in, I could, I could see him, you know, um, I could see his face and, and recognize, recognize who he was and who my memory of, of him was. But, um, but the service was nice. It wasn't overdone. It was good to see everybody. Um, everybody had kind of expected it, so it wasn't, like, tragic. And he, you know, he wasn't ancient, but he wasn't the youngest guy around either. He was 66 years old. So, you know, too young to leave us, but, but um, not, you know, not like he was in his 20s, 30s, or 40s or something. Um, but uh, but it was, the service was nicely done. Some people said some very nice words. It was good catching up with the family. I haven't seen some of the family in a little bit. Um, and then the uh, 
funeral director announces where the burial is going to be and if we want and if people wanted to go to it which i originally again wasn't even thinking about it but they said greenwood cemetery which ironically was the cemetery that i was running through earlier that morning so those guys those workers and those trucks and that equipment they were digging roger's grave and i don't know it just struck me to be ironic it struck me not in a funny haha way, not in a creepy, strange way, but just, I don't know, very introspective way um, that we all are on a short run. And at one point in time, they're going to be digging my grave. They're going to be digging your grave. And I also was thinking about, man, you know, I really was very lucky and fortunate to be surrounded by so many good people. Like Roger, for instance. He was never like a direct, I would never have considered him a mentor or anything like that. He was just one of the guys on the periphery that led by example. He was just a good guy. And me hanging around him for so long helped me to be a good person. And how does that tie into training and martial arts and self-defense and all this? Here's why. Because your training should be making you a better person. If it's not, if it's making you a more violent person, if it's making you a more aggressively um, nasty person, right? If you're only thinking about out thugging the thug, you're really missing the point. Because we also mentor other people that we don't even realize. Just by you being there, you affect someone either positively or negatively. And I know for me and what I try to teach and how I try to train, who I try to surround myself with consciously now, are people and activities that make me a better person. So your tactical training, your martial arts training should be making you a better person. Because as you are out there amongst your day, experiencing people and doing things, you're influencing people. And if you're influencing them in a better way because you're working on yourself and surrounding yourself and feeding yourself with good things and good people, you will then reciprocate that to other people, which Roger in a small way, and I would even argue in a not so small way even, helped me to become the man that I am And there are many others like Roger that I would never have thought about if you were to ask me that, wow, this person mentored you. But I was just very fortunate to be around a lot of very good people that I learned from, just like Roger. And, you know, people are learning from you and people are learning from me as well. And if your training can help you to become a better person and help you spread more positive things out there than negative things you are also influencing the world in a positive way. You're influencing individuals in a positive way. That is cutting down conflict and that is cutting down violence. That's why training in the right way is so important. And I just wanted to take this time to thank you, Roger. Thanks, man. I appreciate you being you and sharing some of your life with me and um, influencing me in a positive way. 
It was good to have known you and Godspeed, my friend, on whatever your journey is next. And uh, it was good knowing you. So, so on that note, gang, think about those mentors that you have in your life that you never really thought about. That neighbor that was nice to you, that babysitter that uh, treated you well, uh, that teacher, the neighbor, um, that person that you ran into in the store, your martial arts instructor, the person that you that took you under his or her wing to help you out at work. But all these people that you don't really even think of, but they've affected you in a positive way. And be that person too. You have a chance every day with every encounter that you have to be that person who's spreading that positivity out there and that goodwill and the right ethic of this protector lifestyle of being a peace walker. And, uh, and there you go. If you want more information on how to do this, if you want to learn more about how I teach this, get on my 6daydefense.com program. And uh, I'll share with you some of that uh, perspective. All while you're learning how to protect yourself, protect the right things, protect those people around you. Again, that's 6daydefense.com. It's all spelled out except for the dot. And uh, all right, gang. Go out there. Have a great day. Lead from the front. We'll see you in the next episode. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray. And today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.